You should come on up. It'll be a wicked pizza. This week on the Story Song Podcast. Welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. Every episode, we walk you through a story song. And this week, we're doing Please Come to Boston by Dave Loggins. <laughs> and uh, I had a joke all planned about how Dave Loggins <laughs> was Kenny Loggins' little brother. But then I found out they are actually related. So it's not, not quite brilliant. as funny. So, Sorry, Dan. Uh, whenever I, no, it's fine. Whenever I don't have a joke, I just talk about how I don't have a joke. <laughs> solves everything i find so that's always anyway, the funniest thing don't you hate it when ancestry.com just kills your joke oh i know <laughs> it's like every other week with those guys now <laughs> um so uh please come to boston dave loggins michael yes tell us the story of this story song what's up um pretty simple story the song is about uh, a musician traveling around the country and he repeatedly asks the woman that he loves to join him in each city that he's in and every time he asks her she says no and asks him to go home to her in Tennessee. All right. So do we know that he's a musician? We just know because we're we're assuming it's Dave Loggins. Right. But there's nothing in the song to say that he's a musician. And actually, we'll get to it, I guess. But in the first verse, he says the last line is about him working in a cafe. And I was like, you know, it's not you don't seem to have much going on either. You're just working in a cafe. <laughs> and I don't know why she has to come to Boston so you can work in a cafe that you don't work in yet. <laughs> He's a traveling waiter, is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's the key thing. We should just <laughs> a traveling waiter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, I have a dream, okay? To serve sizzling fajitas. In every Applebee's across this great country. No, it's a cafe, so it's not even fajitas. It's like biscotti. Yeah. And I'm going to go wherever I have to go in this country to make that dream true, okay? When You know what? When you're a waiter, you go where the work is. Yeah, exactly. Yes, it's a tough yeah. life to be a waiter on the road. Right. But these are the sacrifices I'm willing to make for my craft, okay? Mm-hmm. Lady, so sorry if I'm traveling around too much. <laughs> but I was born to be a waiter. That's <laughs> uh, what he says. Please come to Boston for the springtime. I'm staying here with some friends and they've got lots of room. You can sell your paintings on the sidewalk Buy a cafe where I hope to be working soon Please come to Boston, she said no Would you come home to me? And she said, hey rambling boy, now won't you settle down? Boston ain't your kind of town There ain't no gold and there ain't nobody like me I'm the number one fan of the man from Tennessee I have two things to say right at the top, and I'm going to kind of do an overview. The first thing was, we've been doing this show for a while now, and with the the first version of the show and and this current version of the show, Mm -hmm. which we've been doing for over a year now, we've done a lot of story songs. Now... I was not super familiar with this song. When it got to the chorus, I was listening to it today, I got to the chorus, and I was like, okay, I I have heard this song. But I wasn't super familiar with it. And when the song started, in the first, like, two or three lines, I was like, all right, I know where this is going. Uh, (laughs) It's going to Boston. It's going to happen three times. I know that. One of two things is going to happen. Either one... He's going to be in three different cities. He's going to ask her to come, and she's going to say no. And that is what happened. The other thing I was imagining was he was going to say each time it came back, he was going to be in a better position, and he was going to be like kind of throwing out more and more stuff to entice her to come to Boston. Uh So like by the third one, he's going to be like, look- I'm a working musician. I got this big apartment. I got a room all set up for you to do your painting. I got a painting studio ready to go. Please come to Boston. And she was going to say no. 
and it, and it was going to be heartbreaking. That's not what happens. And then he's, but, and he says that, and then finally he's like, and the Boston Bruins are doing great this right. season. <laughs> he says, okay, like, okay, I'll come. The Celtics have got this new guy named Bird. I'm really excited about him. I think it's going to be great. Uh, no, but that's not what happens. He, he He's in three different cities. But right. I was just sort of, I could, you know, again, like I said, like within the first three lines, I was like, all right, Davey, I know where this is going. This this version wasn't wasn't quite as heartbreaking as what, as what I had imagined. The second thing I'm going to say right. is... <laughs> well, no, I'm just no, no. It's good. I was just, I would. You Who know, do you think you it's are? One th- Dave's cousin Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> the second, the second thing is that when we do these songs, right? I like to beat up on the on the guys for the most part, right? <laughs> and not just because it's fun, although it is. But you know, the if I can get a little, you know, heady for a second here, you know, the culture around us has kind of changed, and it's sort of interesting to go back to kind of older songs now. Like I remember a few years ago, I was listening to this Beatles song. And it was something about like, oh, you know, he won't love you the way that I love you. And, you know, and I w- it just sort of occurred to me, I was like, well, what does she want? You know, how come that never comes up in these, in these old songs? You know, it's always like the guy versus the other guy. What, you know, what if she likes this guy? You know what I mean? Like, wh- what does it matter? Or what if she's just looking for something a little more casual? Like, why, you know, why don't you ask her what she's interested in? Why are you always fine with the other guy? So there's nothing I like more than that. But I am going to say this. Overall, in this story, I'm going to say this to Davy's gal pal. Uh oh. <laughs> Come to Boston. Come to Boston. Try well, it well, out. Well, try it out. You know what I'm saying? Look, be like, I'm going to come for two weeks. I'm going to come for two weeks. I'm going to try it out. A I'm going to go to a beer garden. Yeah, I'm going to catch a game at Fenway. It's a beautiful place. <laughs> See yeah, what he's you asking think. there in the springtime. Uh, That's the thing. But the traffic, what? oh my god. Oh, uh, have you ever here, ha- have you ever been in Boston traffic? Holy moly, it is a doozy. I, I That'll agree keep with you. anybody away. I was in a relationship <laughs> with somebody from Boston and okay. uh, it didn't work out because solely because of the traffic. It's personal for you. I get <laughs> it. I was in a relationship with Dave Loggins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it was mostly just so you could meet Kenny. Let's let's be let's be it fair. It was. It was. Cuz you guys know that I have a fantasy where I make a movie that's basically like a remake of Doc Hollywood, right? Have I talked about this? <laughs> I don't think no, so. No, I'm pretty sure I would have remembered that. <laughs> I feel like so the movie, definitely re- would have remembered that. It's a remake of, of, of Doc Hollywood or a movie like that. Okay. Where like a high-powered a, a high doctor or, or lawyer from the big city goes to like a small town down south or out west, you know, Mm-hmm. And lives that small town life and gets to know all the crazy characters in the small town and then goes back to the big city. And after spending a few days back in the big city, he thinks to himself, the big city is much better. I'm really <laughs> yeah, glad that yeah. I'm back here. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, there's, there's good food. There's theater. Uh, there's movies. You know, the small town's fine, but it's not for me. Because every one of those movies- Right, every one of those movies always ends with like, oh, small town life is better. And for some people it is, but not for everyone. Some people like the big city. It's so true. all I'm saying is, if you're down in Tennessee, just come up for the weekend, like Michael said. Look, it's 1974. You can hitchhike. Okay? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't even need any money. You Give can hitchhike and be perfectly safe and get away to Boston. Try it out. See what you think. And if it's not for you, fine. Go home to Tennessee. I bet you but can don't... get a. I bet you get a Southwest flight from Tennessee to Boston. Real cheap. <laughs> sure. Real Yo, cheap. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. All I'm saying is, don't just think I'm here in Tennessee. This is the only thing I've ever known. Small town life is better. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. <laughs> well, we don't know where I'm she saying... is in Tennessee. She might be in like Nashville or something. That's true. She could be in Nashville. She could be in a sure. city. Also, who's to say she's not been around places? I guess she's that's just true. Tennessee is just home to her. He's wandering about. Maybe you they know, met I'm, in Boston. That's true. Maybe they met in Boston. She went back to Tennessee. Well, let's get it. All right. So All right, yes. he says, <laughs> no, he says, no, let's get into the actual lyrics. Presumably <laughs> on the phone call. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to jump back to that. But presumably he calls her and says, please come to Boston for the springtime. I'm staying here with some friends and they've got lots of room. Mm-hmm. You can sell your paintings on the sidewalk by a cafe where I hope to be working soon. And as Rachel pointed out, he's bragging about the job he has at the cafe. Oh, no, wait. The job yeah. he 
hopes he gets at the <laughs> yeah. cafe. Not yet working no, there. No, he's, free lo- <laughs> he's freeloading off these friends who have lots of room. And he Here's wa- the thing. And he wants her to that- sell paintings on the sidewalk. That is well, that, Why the can't she get a job in the cafe? <laughs> That's the thing. Well, How about everybody gets could. a job? I, you know, I don't know what her setup is down in Tennessee to be, you know, selling paintings. Maybe she's well, flying she- up to, like, <laughs> New York. You she's know, a real estate like, attorney. No, she's a gallery owner. Yeah, uh, or she's like f- flying up to New York every every weekend to like right. open a new, you know, what do they call them in museums when you have like your own collection. exhibition? Yeah, she's, yeah, it's her own exhibition, yeah. and he's like, maybe you could sell them on the sidewalk. Um, but no, you know, he's like, hey, come up, come up to Boston. You can sell your paintings on the sidewalk. We'll live like homeless bohemians. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get a job in the cafe. I mean, it's 1974, so all I have to do is walk into the cafe, say, can I have a job? And they will hand me an apron. Right. Uh, I haven't gotten around to that yet, but I'm pretty sure I'll do it in the next, I don't know, month or so. Anyway, um, but yeah, you should you should come up to Boston. And uh, she says, uh, no, won't you come home? Go- but going back a little bit, when he says where I hope to be working soon, do you think that what he's saying is he's hoping to be a singer and like guitar player and work uh, in the cafes uh, in Boston that way. That makes um, much yeah, more sense. Right. Yeah, it makes I know, a lot more sense. I mean it's not as funny, but uh, but I'm just trying <laughs> to stay <laughs> I'm just trying to stay trying to figure out the trajectory of his mm-hmm. career in this. No, I right? think that makes yeah, Does, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I, he's a musician. And she's a painter. Right. And that makes sense that he's traveling around doing music gigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why he can't stay in more than one place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so then she says, hey Ramblin' boy, now won't you settle down? Mm-hmm. Boston ain't your kind of town. There ain't no gold, and there ain't nobody like me. I'm the number one fan of the man from Tennessee. So I got a couple of things to say. Okay. I got a things to say I'd like to okay. think that when she says that to him, he's he's like, uh, "Hey, you want to come to Boston?" She's like, "Settle down, rambling boy. <laughs> Slow your roll." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think he's presenting it a lot nicer. She's like, "All right, settle down." So a couple of things. First of all. He's a rambling man. Okay, <laughs> he's trying to make a living in doing. <laughs> I mean, he was born that way. Lord, he was yeah, born yeah. a rambling man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was born in a Greyhound bus traveling down <laughs> Highway 41. I mean, what do you want the man to do? He's, it's in his blood. Second of all, well, I mean, so what? He's 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 rambling around, as I've seen on a sticker on a mousy girl's locker. <laughs> Not all who wander are lost, right? Uh, so maybe yes. he likes look. Maybe he likes wandering around, and maybe he likes rambling. What, what's so what's so wrong about that? Boston ain't your kind of town. How does How she do know? You know that? How do you know? How does that? she know? You haven't been there. No, that's the whole problem, lady. That's what I'm saying. You haven't been there. You don't know if it's this kind of town. Well, maybe what, he's she gives like a it. reason. There ain't no gold, and there ain't nobody like nobody me. like me. A right. little presumptuous. <laughs> Come right? on, 100%. a hundred percent. Oh, there can't certainly be someone as great as moi in <laughs> Boston. It would be great if he responded with, "Well, there is this one girl. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's pretty. She's close." There's not a lot of gold mines in Tennessee, are there? Yeah, I don't know. I'm actually not sure what that's supposed to mean. Well, I, I, well, I, I think it not, means... That's, that's not where you're... That's not the end of your rainbow. That's not where you're getting your money. You're not, like... Right. You're not making any money there. Is she just, like, not supportive of him in his career? We're going to presume that no. he's a musician. Is she saying, right. like, you're not going to find gold by going to Boston. Just come home. Like, give up what you're doing. Well, I guess she's saying, like, maybe you're... You know, for being charitable, she's like, you're cut off from your roots. You belong right. here making country music or whatever in Tennessee. You know, in Boston, you're just going to like, you know, you're not going to you're not going to find good people in Boston. Right. 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 But I mean, if you're going to be a musician, you got to go where the people are. You know, you, you, yeah. you got to go to, Bo- you know, you got to go to the big city. You got to go to the cafes. His dream is to be on one of those Starbucks compilation CDs. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, exactly. So why not go work in a cafe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And just eliminate or- the middleman. Or I, yes. I believe the way you get on those is you just walk into a Starbucks with a guitar and just start playing loudly. <laughs> right. And they're yep. just like, hey, you got something. Let me All put you right. on the CD. Um, We're going to give it cool. away with a large <laughs> cappuccino. Wait, it's a Serious venti. question. Serious question. Yes, a venti. Yes. Who's buying those CDs? Who's like, yeah, I, I, need, I need a large coffee 
I need the Blu-ray scone. Oh, and I'll take this mixer CD, I guess. Like, what? Who even has a CD player to play it anymore? I think it's somebody who forgot that they were in the Secret Santa at work. <laughs> and so during lunch, like, oh, my God. All right. All right. Thank goodness for this. Because, ooh. I do not know what to get Joan. I can't yeah. just get her a Starbucks gift card. I'll get her a Starbucks gift card and I'll get her a CD. And the CD. We'll get <laughs> the CD. There you go. That makes it seem like I'm thoughtful. In the Office Secret Santa, also a total power move to like stand there while they open the CD and you don't say anything, but you make it very clear. Yeah, that's right. I went to the Starbucks downstairs because <laughs> I don't care about you. I didn't even need to leave the building, Joan. <laughs> So enjoy your folk rock, Joan. <laughs> and Joan goes, oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Who could this be? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> who got me? Th- who knows me this well? So enjoy your CD, Joan. And and how about this year, you have the reports done on time. Okay? <laughs> I think I'll trade this for that big screen TV. <laughs> Joan, it is not a Yankee swap for the last goddamn time. <laughs> Also, that is the company's big screen TV. Nobody brought that in, Joan. Uh, no, I'm going to trade it for the giant copy <laughs> machine over there. Joan, that is not a... You can't just Yankee swap for anything in the room. It has to be a present. God. Okay, fine. I swap it for f- three more weeks of paid vacation. <laughs> oh, you're the worst, Joan. You are the worst. <laughs> Seriously, worst, if you were not the fourth cousin twice removed of Kenny Loggins, you'd be out of here soon. <laughs> Oh man. Anyway, I th- I think there's a subtle little thing here when she okay. says, "I'm the number one fan of the man from Tennessee." I'm not I'm not the number one fan of the man from Boston. I'm the number one fan of the man from Tennessee. Well, that's so Come on back to Tennessee. That's kind of my question. Like, do you think that that has to do with is it a geography thing or is it like you've changed since you went to the city? Ooh, that's good, Michael. I like that. I think that's right. She's just saying that you are this guy from Tennessee. I'm I'm here. I'm your number one fan. Right. You have to come back to me because I'm the most important thing in the world. Oh, she's really <laughs> needy now. They're both needy. Oh, they're one of those couples that are miserable when you <laughs> hang out with them. Please come to Denver with the snowfall. We'll move up into the mountains so farther we can't be found And throw our love you echoes down the canyons And then lie awake at night till they come back around Please come to Denver, she said no Boy, would you come home to me that sounds adorable. Yeah. You're going to die yeah, yeah. of frostbite, I guess. Right. <laughs> of exposure, right? Isn't yeah. that exposure? You yeah. can't just lie awake at night in the canyon when it's snowing. That's no good. Well, I mean, assume there's some sort of a cabin situation or right. something. I don't know. I don't know this guy doesn't seem very, uh, you know, like like he's got things set up. He was with his friends, and now he doesn't have friends in Denver, it seems. Yeah, well, I, maybe he doesn't need friends now. So I think that's another <laughs> oh, subtle okay. thing. Okay. I think we're going well, a little yeah, extreme. I think he just, he isn't staying with friends. No, no, He doesn't no, no, need no, to no, stay with Dan, friends. No, it doesn't mean he's a loner and a rebel. What I'm saying, what no, I'm that's saying what Dan is, is saying. He doesn't he, need he friends. Has, he has enough money now that he doesn't have to stay with friends. Right, right, right. He has his own place. Because in the third, well, again, the third verse, he talks about his own place now. But- I think, you know, wherever he is in Denver, maybe he has like his own small little place. They're going to move up into the mountains. Where they can't be found. That's weird. It's creepy. That's that's also another thing that's like not really enticing somebody to come live with you. Hey, do you want to come here and live where no one can hear you scream? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's doing a terrible job. I want to be clear that he's doing a terrible job. I'm trying to convince her to come. It is one of those you know. things that sounds really romantic until you break it apart. And then you're just like, this isn't. This sounds terrible. That's what we're yeah. here we're for. We're here to, to kill romance. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to the mountains where nobody can hear us. We're going to scream into the <laughs> into the canyon's abyss and then just lie awake all night. I mean, if you fell into that canyon, look. At I it. mean, you'd. I mean, you'd fall forever. Yeah. You'd just fall and fall and fall, and then when you landed, you could scream your heart out. <laughs> no one would ever hear you. 
and no one would ever find you. So please come to Denver. It's going to be great. <laughs> so they anyway, have they have great, they have great, great omelets. They have great omelets. <laughs> There's one named for the city. Did you yeah. did you hear how long it took for, like when we screamed into the canyon, how long it took for the echo to come back? Can you imagine yeah. how long it would take an emergency response vehicle to get up here? <laughs> <laughs> Just think about that and bring your stuff. Anyway, s- sweet dreams. Yeah. Anyway, good night. <laughs> <laughs> you could <laughs> you could do paintings of the snow. <laughs> Bring a lot of white just, paint. Just, yeah, just, just pure white paint. That's just all empty canvases. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look so. how efficient you are at painting now. So now he's gone from Boston to Denver. That's pretty far. He's he's doing a cross country tour. Yeah, I he's guess doing so. a cross country tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is he living in these places, or he's just, or maybe now he's like kind of more on a tour, and he's like, hey, I'm gonna be in Denver. For, for the weekend, because I'm doing some shows. So come meet me in Denver. I don't know how long... I mean, he, he rambles. He, he goes from place to place. I don't know if he's, mm-hmm. if he's planning on staying there for a while, like if he has maybe has a residency somewhere at a bigger cafe. I hope he has some sort of residency, because please come to Boston for the springtime and then come to Denver with the snowfall. You've missed summer. You've missed fall. You're going right to winter. So where have you been for two of the four seasons? He doesn't even remember. I mean, also to be fair, I think it's I think it's snowing like eight months out of the year in Denver, right? That's so, valid, but it's not in the, not in the summer. So I'm right. ho- I'm hoping that he has some sort of residency and he's he's getting these bigger gigs, or it's that these are these are points along the way that he feels he could settle for a long period of time. And then I it just so happens that. that it doesn't it doesn't work out there, and he moves on to the next spot. Or you know it I works mean? out so well there. That like, he moves I think on to the it, next thing. Yeah, I think he, right. the way I sort of interpret it is, is that he, he was in Boston for a while, made a name for himself, did well, and then moved on to the next city. And by the time he gets to Denver, he can live where no one can find him. And, right. <laughs> and he, he just sort of keeps building on that success. Now, to strengthen her argument a little bit, because she's like, Boston's not your kind of town. Moves out of Boston. So point for her. She's like, Denver ain't your kind of town. We're going to find out. He's going to move out of Denver. So it's another true. point for her. So maybe she's got a point. Yep. Maybe he's not finding a place. He's not finding his place. Maybe he should go back. Maybe Tennessee is the only thing that's ever going to work for him. Then bridge time. Now this drifter's world goes round and round, and I doubt that it's ever going to stop. But of all the dreams I've lost and found and all that I've got, I still need to lean all on somebody. All that I somebody, ain't got. All that I ain't got. I still need to lean. Wait, I still need to lean to somebody I can sing to. Who is saying that? He is. That's he saying he that. Is. Okay. Yeah. He's saying yeah. that to her. Okay. He's huh? he's the drifter. It's interesting that he he really is sticking to it. He he's no. I'm going to be drifting for the rest of my life. There's this is just me, man. Take it or leave <laughs> it. This is. I mean, this is the life. I'm a free spirit. You can't. He's, I mean, I think he's. I think he's saying. That he was born a rambling man. And when it's time (laughs) for leaving, I hope you understand that I was born a rambling man. That's the thing. He's putting a lot on her saying, this is my this is my life. But also my life will crumble without you in it. So I need (laughs) somebody to sing to because if I don't, then I don't have a career and I can't do anything. So come. You're the only thing keeping me together but yeah. is he saying that he's not saying i need you joan right who i met at the oh, office christmas party oh god i hope it's not joan because <laughs> uh cut the cut ties with her real quick <laughs> i need you and all your office supplies what are you <laughs> how did you get all these these are, these are professional so many, supplies yeah where do you get so many pens and, and pens? <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I think he he could. I mean, this is again a less charitable reading that that he could just be saying he needs somebody constant. Right? Would you be that person? Well, I think that he also is romanticizing the whole thing, and she yeah. is. I I think at this point she is a stand-in for what he feels a life on the road should be and what a songwriter should be. A songwriter should have somebody to sing to a, you know, they should have that person yeah. and that sort of not unrequited, but they should have a muse, a, a muse and you, sh- you, yeah. And that's what he wants, whether it has to be her or not. We don't know. Have they seen each other in the past six months? Who knows? And it's really difficult to have a muse 
who's across the country in 1974. There's not even FaceTime. <laughs> FaceTime was actually, it was a thing. In 74, <laughs> the real FaceTime was when you were looking at somebody face to face. You could like keep your phone in your thing. pocket, but it need to have a really big pocket. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to have a pretty long line. I'm going to say that. You'd have to have a pretty long line. Uh, we're just making jokes. Oh, anyway, man. we're having a good time. I, I just did I just did a great open mic with this guy, Davey Loggins. Uh, <laughs> Please come to L.A. to live forever. A California life alone is just too hard to build. I live in a house that looks out over the ocean. And there's some stars that fell from the sky and living up on the hill. Please come to LA, she just said no. Boy, won't you come home to me? And she said, hey, rambling boy, why don't you settle down? LA can't be your kind of town. There ain't no I guess we can infer, right? Starting out small in Boston, playing mm-hmm. a couple of gigs and cafes, doing pretty good by the time he gets to Denver, and now he's now he's set up in L.A. Now he's a yeah, star. he's hit it big. Now he's got he's got a big house overlooking the ocean, but it doesn't mean much without her, right? right? So he's like, please, this is where I'm going to be. I finally settled down in L.A. Come, come here. Um, I love that line too. Uh, there's some stars that fell from the sky living up on the hill. Mm. I think he's talking about like, like movie sort of stars? faded movie stars. Yeah. Who, yeah, and I think there's oh and faded I think, movie stars. Yeah, I like that. They fell from yeah, the maybe. sky. Uh, maybe well, they're not, maybe they're not faded. Maybe they're. Yeah, I think it's just movie stars. But I think I think movie there's stars. something sort of nicely poetic if they are faded, where he's on right. the rise as they're on their decline. And it's sort of the whole song is could be read as the fleeting nature of fame and success. Well, and I and I I was going to say, I think there's also that sort of superficial thing of like, you know, I want to be where the action is. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh Like I want to I want to be I want to be a big deal. I want to be somebody. This is where the somebodies are. I'm going to sacrifice part of my life to in pursuit of that. And even if I'm a small big shot, I still get to be a big shot. I wouldn't get that in Tennessee. I mean, and he's listen. He's living in a house that over, that looks out over the ocean, so he's doing yeah. pretty good. But and you're definitely not going to get that in Tennessee. No, <laughs> no. And I think that it's interesting when he says, "Please come to L.A. to live forever," because she's been saying that he needs to settle down. And what he's yeah. saying is, "Yeah, you're gonna." I, I did settle, did settle down. down. I'm, se- I'm settling down in L.A. This is this is where I'm going to put down my roots. So come that that was the thing holding you back. So I mean, she's been saying settle down the entire time. He finally does settle down, and she still wants him to settle down. So well, I mean, well, I think this is her settle down I, just to settle. Well, I I mean, I think she could also just not believe it, right? She's like, yeah, I've heard this before. Well, she um, says it. I mean, listen, and then in he's the, like, and you have not seen this house. <laughs> I'm settling. Verse, but the but the chorus changes. It's a slight co- change. The chorus yeah. changes, and it says, "She said, hey, Ramblin' boy, why don't you settle down? L.A. can't be your kind of town.' So she she either doesn't believe him, or she doesn't want to believe him. Right. So, you know, she she wants to say that you know that you you can't have changed so much that L.A. is what makes you happy. Yeah, L.A. can't oh, be your kind gosh. of town. I'm the number one fan of the man from Tennessee. I'm the oh, number one fan of who you were. Yeah, I was a fan. I'm a fan of the man from Tennessee. I'm a fan of the man of, of who you were right. when yeah. you lived here. But maybe I'm not so much a fan of who you've become. Yes. And yeah. that's what that LA can't be your kind of town. Like, you, there's no... Oh, gosh. Little details. Man, <laughs> this song is heartbreaking. Um, but it's also just a reality. It's like this this distance thing and living these lives. It's like an adult decision to make of yeah. this is just no, I'm not going to change my life for you just because you think that this is where you are happy. Yeah. Or like just I mean, simply put, they're in love and they want different things. And they Correct. can't be together. Yeah. She wants to be the simple life doing paintings in Tennessee. He wants to be a big shot in L.A., yep. even if he knows maybe it's not the best thing. But he can't deny it, you know. No, 
Um, and also his, you know, his cousin Kenny is getting him. He's gonna get him in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, He's got to go where place. Kenny is. Yeah. So, you know. Also, I've been to L.A. And it's oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful there. I and mean, if you have the money, that's the only <laughs> thing about L.A. You got to have the money. Uh, and but, and uh, again, the traffic. This guy just loves where there's traffic. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> biggest concern. You're like, do you know how hard? Do you know the snow plows only come around like once a week in Denver? Uh, You're stuck there. And, and even less in L.A. Is, <laughs> biggest concern Man, is the traffic. I can't. Listen. As a New Yorker, the traffic is very important to me. And, you know, it's one of the things we have on L.A., which is, you know, I think our traffic is pretty bad, but at least it's not L.A. traffic. Am I right, everybody? Right. Uh, Am I right? Yeah, I just, you know, him being like, look, I love you. I I would, this is who I am, but I, like, I, it's just, I'm I'm not whole without you. And I can't be happy without you. She's like... I know, but I nine. I mean the traffic. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. He's but like, yeah, I have so, a limo driver, so you don't really have to deal with the traffic. Yeah, and because it's the uh, because of the seventies, it's left ambiguous and kind of a downer. Yeah. Because um, that's <laughs> it. She just she just says no. Come home to Tennessee. He's not going home to Tennessee. No. Uh, he's gonna stay in L.A. And they'll probably never see each other again. Um, or if they do, you know, so they'll be old sad. and probably married to other people in, a, in unhappy marriages. Right. Um, you know, but. Anyway. Good times. Fun. <laughs> but. <laughs> fun times. She had, a, she had a golden opportunity to go to L.A. Go to L.A. for the weekend. Hang out at the beach. Try it out. Right? Just I'm not even saying try it out. Just be like, yeah, I'll come to L.A. Sure, sure, sure. See the sights. Yeah, see the sights, you know. The Eagles the are playing Hollywood at the side. Forum. Absolutely. And uh, just chill out on the beach for like a week and then be like, oh, I got to go back to Tennessee. But anyway, thanks for paying for this great vacation. <laughs> Plus the Lakers are playing. So, yeah. you know, oh, you can go see the time. Lakers. Ugh. Go to Disneyland. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, our big, our two big concerns are sports teams and traffic. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what we're worried about, yeah. everybody. <laughs> Oh man! Ay ay ay! All right. Uh, any expanded universe? I mean, I was thinking like if she's so reluctant to follow this guy as he gains what we're assuming is musical success, mm-hmm. maybe she's Pearl. Mm. Maybe she's she's like so <laughs> jealous that he's doing well, and she's stuck in that terrible nightclub. And he says, "You can make your paintings," and she says, "I'm." <laughs> A songwriter. I'm, I'm a performer. We're, and he we're goes, both uh, singers. Are like, you mm. though? Mm, we can't both be singers. You see that? You can <laughs> also paint. Why don't you paint? <laughs> I've literally never painted in my life. <laughs> yeah, but, but no, but you did that little so doodle. What? You did that doodle I mean, on the notepad. That's the Stussy sign. You could probably <laughs> sell them like. I mean, you could probably sell them on the street. Right, like I'm not saying you'd like sell them to like someone real, uh, but if you just sold them on yeah. the street, I bet people would buy them. I'm oh, playing at the Hollywood Bowl next week, but if you wanted to like <laughs> sit on a street corner, like not even in a chair, just like on the curb and sell paintings, that you know be how cool. you like making sketch artists, like you know you like me- making people be on roller skates or like surfboards, <laughs> do that. Listen, how does this sound? Pearl's a painter, <laughs> right? That works. All right, it's Pearl. <laughs> right. <laughs> We have any other songs that took place in Boston? I was just trying to think of it. Yeah, it's, I don't think there's any Boston songs. Nor um, have we had any songs by Boston. Well, I was going to say, I don't know if this breaks the rules to do a future Ooh. story song. But, uh, <laughs> it, it totally does, but why, let's, let's see what happens. Let's keep, this, let's keep this one in mind for when we inevitably do It Never Rains in Southern California. Oh, yeah. Um, which, uh, you know, is about the dark side of the... Uh, Star chasing game right. in, in LA. Um, so, are there any songs that aren't about the dark side of it? No, it's a harsh mistress, and uh, there's no upside to it. <laughs> right. So, are you asking are there any songs where it's just like, I came to LA to be a star. I am a star. Everything's great. I'm super happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like, you know, fame is tough, but I'm not gonna lie to you, it is awesome. <laughs> oh, um, life's been good to me. Oh, that's yeah. I would but say I mean, that's that, the only one. I was gonna say that's almost there, farcical. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple that are like 
satirical and farcical. Like also, I love LA. Yeah. Uh, you know, is is seemingly happy on the outside, but if you actually look at the lyrics, it's not right. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess mostly just because like that doesn't make for a very interesting song. <laughs> they just be like, everything's great. Well, just Thumbs the fact up, that everybody. it doesn't exist would make it interesting to me. Sure. Yeah, I guess well, so. let's so. write it during the break. We'll be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the next. Well, the only, <laughs> in our the next only part. thing I could think of is uh, here's the thing. This is the let's life a... by Weird Al. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. But it's not about fame, but it's about how awesome it is to be rich. I was gonna say, let's take a quick break. We'll become famous musicians <laughs> in Los sure. Angeles. Uh, so we'll know what it's like. Come back, write a song about how great it was, then we'll play it on the show. Right. Um, so this episode will come out in 27 years. Um, okay. So, all right. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. So stay right there. We'll be right back. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. I'm Josh. And I'm Skinner. And we host PredictoCast. On this podcast, we watch the first 10 minutes of movies we know nothing about and then try to predict what happens next. It's like very low-stakes gambling. We've covered movies with talking dogs, fake legs, sexual medical dummies, and Santa Claus. New episodes are released every week, and you can find us wherever you get podcasts or at PredictoCast.com. We predict you're going to love this show. All right, we're back. Uh, it's time for story behind the story. Before we do that, I just wanted to uh, talk about something real quick. So for the get end real of the serious year, real quick. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to turn my chair around. <laughs> <laughs> Sit backwards. Uh, We've had a lot of quick. fun here today, guys. But <laughs> uh, I'm going to up on our official Spotify account, along with our very awesome playlist that has all the songs that we've covered on the show. I'm putting together my 2019, best of 2019 playlist. And last year, one of my New Year's resolutions was to listen to a lot more new music. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, I said I'm going to listen to one new album every week. And for the most part, I kept up with that. And I'm going to say something, guys. Uh, if you're a person who's getting older and you're like, oh, they don't make them like they used to. You're right, but there's a lot of good music out there. <laughs> no, there is. I mean, it's, right, right. it's different, yeah. and you have, to, you have to work to keep up with it, but there's a lot of good stuff up there uh, that's coming out. And so um, anytime I liked a song, I heard a song, I liked it, I just put it on a playlist called Best of 2019, and it's, we're going to release it when this episode, the same day this episode comes out. So we'll, we'll have that's that great. go live. Uh, for the end of the year, if you want to kind of hear, you know, some good music, I think you'll really like it. Um, go check out the playlist. Give it a listen. Uh, definitely tweet at us. Tweet at me if uh, if you like it, if you had any thoughts. Definitely want to keep the conversation going. But um, yeah. And while you're okay. there, check out our uh, official playlist. Yeah. And we have, uh, our, we have our current official playlist and our classic playlist for songs there from you. our original series. Yeah. yeah. And then, and you know. 
uh, probably in the future we'll do even more playlists of, of other things. So Yeah. You can also check out my playlist for uh, Everybody's Aunt, which is just Bruno <laughs> Mars's Uptown <laughs> Funk on repeat. Anyway. <sighs> okay. Oh, so, no. story around the story on Please Come to Boston. Michael. Yes. Please come tell us what was the, what's the story well of the song. So, uh, as we said, this was written and recorded by Dave Loggins. Uh, it was released on May 6th, 1974. After 11 weeks on the chart, Please Come to Boston reached number five on the Billboard Hot 100 the week mm. of August 10th, 1974, and it stayed there for two weeks. Ahead of it on the charts were at number four, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me by Elton John. Number three was Annie's Song by John Denver. Number two, a song that we've done, The Night Chicago Died by Paper Lace. And number one was Feel Like Making Love by Roberta Flack. Man, what a great week. It was a good it's week a great for music. Week. This, wow. I mean, I feel like when we do these lists, we're always like, that's weird. This uh, this seems perfectly in line with uh, yeah. you know, what one through five seems. This is right. I don't <laughs> this know. This makes sense. Although I don't know what Feel Like Making Love What's that? Dun, 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 no, that's yeah, it's not that. No, okay. it's not that. <laughs> I just wanted to imagine refer, Roberto Flack. No, you like, definitely heard like that. Feel like making love. No. <laughs> that's it's <laughs> the it goes um. That's the time. Yep. I feel like making love. Oh, I can't yeah. do it, but you would yeah, know yeah, it yeah. if you heard it. So I I give you that list one because I I always find you know charts an interesting snapshot of the time, but it's mm-hmm. also. Interesting to think that any one of those songs could have been playing on the radio and been interrupted by Richard Nixon's resignation. <laughs> <laughs> when, did he, when did he resign? August 8th, 1974. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. So. Oh, my God. <laughs> that puts a little bit of a new spin on a Roberta Flack song, but whatever. Absolutely. Right. So it was on the chart for 12 weeks. Uh, when I heard it, 100 cops are dead. I'm sorry. We have an official announcement. Uh, <laughs> from the president <laughs> he uh he just wanted to say he's confused about that roberta flack song <laughs> and thought it was the one by bad company but now he's now he's got it and then what's that oh also he's resigning okay thank you thank you mr president thank you he's, he's walking past thank you thank you and now back to paper release yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was all- back to the night chicago died already in practice <laughs> We're we're just gonna pick it up at the weird synthesized siren sounds. That sound like something falling in an Atari game. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so anyway, it was on the chart for twelve weeks uh before it reached number one on the adult contemporary chart, and that was the week of August third, nineteen seventy four, and it stayed there for one week. Dave Loggins himself has said about the song, the story is almost true, except there wasn't anyone waiting here, so I made her up. Oh my god, it's worse than I thought. (laughs) Oh my gosh. He goes on to say, in effect, making the longing for someone stronger. It was a recap to my first trip to each of those cities and out of innocence. That was how I saw each one. The fact of having no one to come home to made the chorus easy to write. Some 40 years later, I still vividly remember that night, and it was as if someone else was writing the song. I literally just got sadness chills. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I just want to give Kenny Loggins' cousin a hug. Aww. What's his first name again? Davey. (laughs) Aww. I mean, I think he's doing okay. He's doing fine, but my gosh. It's a sad song. You think the song is sad, and then you realize he didn't even have her. He had to make her up. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that's This like, is like weird science, the, <laughs> the, the, the song. The movie. Also, It's like they made way, a movie out of weird science. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like weird science, the song. No, not weird science, the song. Weird science, the song. You, you know what I'm saying. Like, you know the song Weird Science by Uncle Boingo that's super famous? Not that one. I'm saying it's like weird science, the song. Not weird science, the song. You weird science, the right. movie, the song. Oh, anyway, hate, I'm sorry. I hate you both. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Richard Nixon is resigning. <laughs> yep. Yep. There he is, getting on yeah, the plane. Yeah. Anyway, back to making fun of Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Already in <Nope>. progress. <laughs> yet, yet, Mr. President, yes, it is Bill Paxton in that movie. I know it's super <laughs> weird. He's crazy young and in really good shape. Um, he is. Anyway. He's a dirtbag. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's super sad as if you make... 
how sad is it that you make up a girlfriend and she's not even with you? Like, <laughs> right. you, you could have made a bed, like, oh, she's a perfect girlfriend. She's here all the time. <laughs> like, we're the, yeah. we're, you know, we're, Please we're come together. to Boston. She was like, yeah, totally. You're the coolest guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ending is that, oh, he, she, she, goes to stay with him in LA or he moves back to Tennessee to be with her. But no, No. they're just never together. No, you wouldn't know my fake girlfriend. She lives in Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. yep. But I talk to her like all the time and she's definitely coming and she's like an artist and she's really great. Mm-hmm. There's and, nobody like her here. And she There's is, no one like her here. She's the number one fan of this guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this song has been has become something of like a country standard. It's been covered by a ton of artists, including Reba McIntyre in 1995, Babyface in 2007, Tammy Wynette in 1974, Glenn Campbell recorded it on a live album in 1981. Willie Nelson recorded it in 1984. Kenny Chesney did a live version of it in 2004. And Joan Baez in 1976. Of course! <laughs> Baez! Come on! You've been Baez. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dave this is Loggins? amazing. Dave Loggins, you've been Baez. <laughs> of course Joan Baez has done this song. She's done every song. Oh, yeah. man. What's interesting is... I mean, the Joan Baez version came out, um, she recorded it in 75, it was released on an album in 76. Tammy right. Wynette recorded it in 1974, the year that Dave Loggins recorded it. And we've talked about Ooh. this before, like, anybody could record anything at any time. There yeah. was, like, there was no waiting period to release well, again, your cover. There was, yeah, there was, I, I guess, insane, but there was no idea of, like, a release schedule. Back yeah. Right. Like, you record it. Let it come out for six months, see how it does, and then release the cover version. Like if that, you know, like give it some space. It was like, all right, this comes out, and like the next day the cover comes out, and they like compete with each other. It's like, (laughs) why? Well, in fairness, hers spread these out. Hers wasn't a single; it was an album track. But I know, but still, but it's like, when did you have time to hear it? Come on, to know that (laughs) you should cover it, right? Still, space them out a little bit. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Because we've seen album tracks get super hot. But well, the Tammy yeah. Wynette version explodes, and, and what do you, now where's poor Davy Loggins? Now he's got to sell that house by the ocean. He's got to stay in Kenny's. Ge- he's got to stay in Kenny's guest house. Exactly, it's no good. I mean, I'm sure Kenny Loggins has a amazing, beautiful guest house. Amazing. Don't get me wrong. I would kill amazing. to live in Kenny Loggins' guest house. <laughs> I, I but- bet you it. I bet you it looks like the um, Caddyshack uh, <laughs> oh. like clubhouse. I yeah. Right. I bet he has an exact replica. Of the Caddyshack house. The alarm clock is just the dancing gopher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, it's gotta be amazing. I'd imagine, like, you know how, like, fancy mansions all have, like, names? I I think, like, his... I don't know if he would name the guest house this or, like, the full, like, estate, but he'd call it Danger Zone. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally, totally. Because how do do you not? (laughs) He just calls the... He just calls the master bedroom Danger Zone. Oh, yeah. Well, that doesn't sound good. (laughs) That sounds like you're gonna get something... (laughs) Uh, I call this here the danger zone. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I don't want to stay over. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you should is, rethink uh, that. <laughs> this is the footloose? Is that any better? I'm not, I'm actually not a sure. A little bit. Okay. Uh, I'm all right? Uh, no, no, that's not good. <laughs> no, no, none of these. Man, I've got to come up with a song called Sexy Fun Time or something. <laughs> <laughs> so the guest house he'll call danger zone. The main house he'll call celebrate me home. Oh, okay. That's home. a deep cut. That's a good name. Yeah. It's absolutely it's not a deep cut, but okay. Did you say celebrate me home? Yeah. Michael, what song is that? Michael, Michael. Yeah. You're going to have to sit down for this. For the larger population, that is a deep cut. I realize for you, it's not. Uh, no, I celebrate everything that Kenny know. Loggins has ever done. It's played <laughs> on the radio every year at Christmas. Of course, but I don't think, but it's not like, it's probably not even his top five songs. Yeah. Look, I love, don't get me wrong, I love Celebrate Me Home. I'm just saying. It is definitely not like a song that everyone knows off the top of their head. Question, is yes. Davey Loggins right now mm. listening to our podcast going, how does it always turn into Kenny Loggins? <laughs> I was, How's it always talking to talking about, about Kenny? Kenny? There's another Loggins, and it's me, and you're yeah. talking about me, but it's turned into a Kenny Loggins of course, conversation. Of course, we're always talking about Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's talk Please more about Kenny. <laughs> celebrate me home. 
Nope, nothing. You know, Kenny Loggins, I'm sorry, Dave, but I do <laughs> I do have to do this. He, he's had multiple genres in his career. Yeah. Right. Because right. he's like the poo corner guy, and then he's doing Danger Zone over here, and then he's doing Footloose over here. They're uh, very different. Danny's song was him. Danny, yeah. Loggins and Messina. Um, Absolutely. Oh, Whenever I Call You Friend with Stevie Nicks. That's a great mm-hmm. song. Meanwhile, again, Davey's sitting at home, but now they're talking about Messina. <laughs> now they're on Messina. Unbelievable. <laughs> Talk about Davey. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, go on, Michael. You don't want to talk about the uh, Kenny Loggins album where he's uh, just holding a glowing orb on the cover? No, that's a great <laughs> album, though. It's all I want to talk about, but in respect of Davey Loggins, no. So a little bit about Dave Loggins. He was born David Allen Loggins in Mountain City, Tennessee on November 10th, 1947. Mm-hmm. He is the second cousin of Kenny Loggins. Oh my gosh, Kenny Loggins, the singer? Oh, he's <laughs> oh. related to that Kenny Loggins? He, be- ah. he began writing songs in high school. Uh, and in 1970, he moved to Nashville to try and make it as a professional musician. He said of his time in Nashville, Nashville was hard because if you didn't have country tunes, people didn't want to hear it. I spent a couple of hard years there. And yeah. mostly the stuff that he was writing was stuff like this. It was that 70s kind of yeah. acoustic singer-songwriter Ooh. stuff that didn't necessarily fit in with the, the country music scene. He released his first album in 1972. It was called Personal Belongings. It did not chart, but it contained the song Pieces of April, which was covered by Three Dog Night on their 1972 album, Seven Separate Fools. It was the second single from the Three Dog Night album, and it went to number 19 on the Hot 100 and number 6 on the Adult Contemporary chart. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's a it's a big song for Three Dog Night. Yeah. If anybody's wondering, <laughs> Pieces of April uh, was yeah. also covered in 1972 by Andy Williams. He did a covers album called Alone Again Naturally. Andy Williams. <laughs> Second encore. And for our friends listening in the UK, the title in the UK was called The First Time Ever I Saw Your Face. We were talking about Roberta Flack before. First time ever I saw your face is another Roberta Flack song. Uh, Mm -hmm. Either way, both of those album titles have parentheses in the title. (laughs) I don't know why I found that interesting. Dave Loggins released his second album called... (laughs) This, by the way, is another album title with parentheses. Sure. Uh, Apprentice. Big in the 70s. Yeah. Apprentice, open parentheses, in a musical workshop, close parentheses. What a weird title. <laughs> That's a weird title. Yeah, that is weird a weird title. title. It's a weird title. It's kind of a weird album cover, too, because it's just a picture of him, but it's like... It's a picture of him. Yeah. Looking like he died in the Civil War. It lo- Right? Doesn't it look like a <laughs> Civil War picture? Because <laughs> it's like a little bit sepia tone, but it's also a little yeah. bit like hand-painted. Right. And he wrote a letter, and someone's reading it on a documentary. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> Dearest mother, <laughs> we're surrounded by the rebels. Please come to Boston. You can sell your paintings on the street. Ramblin' boy, why don't you settle down? <laughs> your dearest Abigail, Nashville, yeah. Tennessee, 1863. Yeah. <laughs> Ken Burns fade. <laughs> Ken Burns 14-hour documentary about a guy trying to get his girlfriend to come visit him in Boston. <laughs> yeah. Please donate to PBS. Guys, we're in a lot of trouble. We are running out <laughs> of Ken Burns documentaries. I Please mean, donate. She's done a documentary on everything else. <laughs> so Apprentice in a Musical Workshop was released in 1974. The album went to number 53 in the U.S., number 74 in Canada. Please Come to Boston was its biggest hit. Gotcha. The song was nominated for Best Pop Vocal Performance Male Grammy Award in 1974. He lost to Stevie Wonder, which if you're going to lose to anybody, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. For the album Fulfilling This First Finale, which is like one of his classic albums. So. Oh, yeah. But man, he also had some weird album titles. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. That was the album, I think, that was right before Songs in the Key of Life. That one's good, but. Oh, it was an album title? Yeah, yeah. That's a good album title. Yeah. But, I mean, The Secret Life of Plants. (laughs) Yeah. That's one of his album titles. That's true. 
So weird. So, I mean, if you're going to lose the Grammy, losing it yeah, to a it classic to Stevie. Stevie Wonder album, oh, that's fine. Sure. The follow-up single to Please Come to Boston was called Someday. It reached number 57 in the U.S. and number 83 in Canada. He recorded three more albums between 1976 and 1979. None of them charted, but his recording of Pieces of April was released in 1979. It went to number 22 in the U.S. on the country chart. And that was pretty much the end of his recording career. He basically had three charting singles, one charting album. But in 1984, he had a hit single as a guest artist doing a duet with Anne Murray on her song, Nobody Loves Me Like You Do. It went to number one on the Billboard Country chart, number 10 on the Adult Contemporary chart, and it was number three on the Bubbling Under chart. It won the 1985 CMA Vocal Duo of the Year Award. Uh, wow. And was nominated. It's a great song and was nominated for the Best Country Performance by a Duo or a Group with Vocal Grammy Award in 1984. The Grammys uh-huh. have the longest titles for their awards. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it lost to Mama, He's Crazy by the Judds. Sure. Everybody lost to the Judds back then. But you might also be familiar with that song. If you're not familiar with the Anne Murray version, you should be. But Whitney Houston covered it in 1985 as a duet with Jermaine Jackson on her first album. Ah. And that version is amazing as well. It's a really good song. And in 1985, he did a duet with Gus Harden called Just As Long As I Have You, and it reached number 72 on the country charts. So that's pretty much it for his recording career. But when that kind of slowed down, he focused on his songwriting, and he's been massively successful. That's great. His writing included... (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy for him. You sound like you're listening to like... You know, a friend tell you about like their their son. You're like, oh, that's oh, he's doing great. Oh, that's I'm oh, I'm happy, so for, happy him. for him. Always knew I'm that he would that he would make it as a songwriter. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, whatever happened with that girl in Tennessee? Oh, they broke up. Okay. Oh, she was fictional. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, oh God oh, bless. He, he invented her and they broke up. Wow, that is oh, uh, that is rough. That's that sad is almost, in a different way. That's incredibly mm-hmm. sad. Oh. <laughs> His writing credits include two Grammy-nominated songs, 40 Hour Week for a Living by Alabama, which went to number one on the country charts, and She Is His Only Need by Winona Judd, which went to number one on the country charts and number 25 on the adult contemporary charts. You can't beat them, join them. That's what I say. That's crazy, right? <laughs> He started off in Nashville. They did. They it was tough times because they yeah. didn't like the music, and he came all the way back around all to the way back. country music. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He also wrote hit singles for the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, the Oak Ridge Boys, Reba McIntyre, Kenny Rogers, Juice Newton, and Tanya Tucker, among others. Nice. No Kenny Loggins. <laughs> no, and I think no. it's a total missed opportunity to, that they never did a duet. Loggins by Loggins. Oh, that would be great. Loggers. Loggins mm-hmm. covers Loggins. Yes. Kenny, Dave, yeah. call Come us. Come on. <laughs> so Dave Loggins is a four-time Grammy nominee, two as a performer, two as a writer. Um, and in 1995, he was inducted into the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame. That is crazy. He started off those tough years in Nashville, and then he came back and is in the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame. Oh, your son seems to be doing fine. I'm so glad for him. I'm so glad. Oh. Well, I things just, turned I, out. You know. And, and how's your I daughter just, doing? She's yeah. fictional. Dave made her up. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, oh, okay. Also, I'm also not here. He invented <laughs> me as well. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just in an empty room. Oh, my Lord. I'm in a room filled not with again. Xerox machines. Joan. <laughs> Joan. <laughs> Joan, who are you talking to in the supply closet? Uh, no one. Oh, the, the, the fictional friend my son made up for me. <laughs> He's very talented. Ruining the Christmas party, Joan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. I'm so glad I just got you that CD. (laughs) Uh, All right. Anyway, well done. All right. So uh, thank you, Michael, for that story behind the story. Hey, no, thank Uh, you, guys. No, thank you. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. Feeling antisocial? You can follow the Story Song Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. If you're still feeling antisocial after that, you should probably see a doctor before you hurt someone. 
All right, we're back. It's time for lessons learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Rachel, let's start with you. What lesson did you learn from Please Come to Boston? I learned that if you want to be a traveling songwriter, travel to places that have a lot of traffic (laughs) because it'll give you time by yourself to think up songs. That's all. That's all. I've come around to actually enjoying traffic because it gives you time to think. Work with what you have. Work with what you have. Exactly. Think of it as your own little oasis. Don't <laughs> don't look at traffic sounds. There's like it's like ocean waves. Yeah, don't you know? Don't look at the road. You no. you right. look at that notebook and you you sit there and you write those songs. Exactly, exactly. I actually got into an Uber in L.A. once. Uh, All right, fancy. Had, this woman who had like <laughs> big thick bottle uh, Coke bottle glasses and like really like crazy frizzy hair, and on the seat next to her she had a laptop. And I didn't really think about it too much. And she was like, started telling me that she was writing this screenplay. Oh, God. It's LA. Yeah. So everyone's like writing a screenplay. And she's like, talking about it, talking about it. I'm like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And uh, out of nowhere, she's like, oh, I had a great idea. Turns mid driving oh, down the street, no. turns and just starts <laughs> typing on the oh, laptop. No. And I just like, held on and prayed because i was like I, you know <laughs> we were like two minutes away from our destination but like a good 15 seconds of her just completely turned away from the road and just typing oh my into her gosh laptop. and she was like this is gonna be really good i'm really excited about what i just typed into my screenplay that's great you can let me off at this corner we have 20 minutes to go i don't care i'll walk yeah i still i still gave her five stars um <laughs> so what i learned from the song is like a nice neat trick if you live in denver and buy a big canyon. What you can do is, if you have like something you need to remember, you can yell it down into the canyon. Yes. And then so you can be like, hey, don't forget, like on Tuesday, you know, you got to go to that meeting. And then it like four days later, it'll come back to you. Right. <laughs> so you just, you'll be like right. sitting at your house and all of a sudden you're just be like, don't forget about that meeting. And you're like, oh, the meeting. Oh, thank you, canyon. Thank you, memory canyon. <laughs> Um, so it's really good. It's a good way. You don't have to like write notes because you're not going to see a post. You're not going to. Yeah. No. No. That's but how it, but if, they used to do like before they had Siri to, to set reminders. Yeah. 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 Right. What right. I was going to say, because you're not going to see a post-it note, right? You're going to totally forget about that. But if suddenly the canyon starts screaming reminders <laughs> at you, oh, you're going to notice. Yeah, you'll you're going to notice. You'll buy that notice. milk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn off the lights. Yeah. Okay, canyon. Okay. Oh, geez. All right. Cheese, canyon. Oh, my God. Man, Settle oh, down, canyon. <laughs> Michael. Yes. I learned if you make up people in your life, make up more agreeable friends. Like... Mm, wow. <laughs> Someone like if right. if there are fictional people in your life, they should really be a lot more supportive. Um, totally. Then, like you, you know, you're never gonna make it. You're uh, yeah. they're all gonna laugh yeah. at you. <laughs> there's uh, there's no gold in yeah. Boston. Yeah. Why don't make them you, be a positive influence on yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Make up <laughs> make up a supportive make up a support group. Make up yeah. people who right. who really support your dreams. Yeah. Yes. And you you know what you. You have to move on. Like, cut those fake people, the the, the naysayers <laughs> that fake, you've made up. People? You 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 cut yeah. them out of your life, and you just you move on. It'd be right, really right. fun to just like make up like acquaintances. You know, like people mm-hmm. are just like you know, like like if your downstairs neighbors has like two people in the apartment, just imagine there's like a third one, and you just <laughs> like you just you guys just say like hi and bye to each other and that's it you don't even know each other's names like just like yeah don't put a lot of effort into inventing new people how about this crazy weather that's that's <laughs> really all we talk about that's about it yeah also he's not real um <laughs> what do you think you. of all this rain fake person <laughs> all this rain that i made up um <laughs> that we're not having Hey guys, uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, this has been the Story Song Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Spotify. And like I said, that uh, Best of 2019 playlist will be on Spotify. You can also listen to our classic playlist, our current playlist. You can hear all your story song, for all your story song needs uh, for mm-hmm. your holiday travel. And uh, yeah, I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. we we'll be back. Next time with a very special 
Christmas episode. Yeah. So be ready for that. And we will uh, talk to you then. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Please come to Bob. Please. (laughs) Please. Kenny Loggins? (laughs) No. I'm the number one fan of the man from Tennessee. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Story underscore Song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. Golf, golf, golf is a game. Golf is a game that you play. Nice. (laughs) It's from the state. Yes. Oh, really? Thank you. Forge audio. Dream it. Build it. Share it. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.